We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often an hour's. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one day rule on its head and offer back to back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code datable and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, Yue Xu, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. Julie, how have you been? Week seven. (laughs) Now that we got it down. Do you know what day it is today? You know what? It was funny. I was like trying to think back to a certain day last month and I'm like, I have no idea when that was. Like I can't even put any sort of context whatsoever at this point. Everything's blending together. How is it May already? I know. Seriously. (laughs) I don't understand because time goes by really fast and slow for me. Oh, absolutely. I think like each week, like on a daily basis, everything goes by super fast at least. Uh But then like collectively, it's like, oh my God, this has only been 
two full months. Like, doesn't it feel a lot longer? Yeah. Feels like we've been doing this for half a year. I mean, some people haven't even done two full months. Like, I feel like I started a little earlier just because of the fact that I can do virtual work. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it's only been two months is so nuts. I started taking pictures of all the signage around the city just so just to commemorate this time. I don't know. I feel like we're going to be in the history books and might as well. I was thinking about that. It'd be like a really interesting thing to tell future generations. For sure. Took a really nice long walk like two weeks ago, like down to the beach area. And it was just like so crazy. Just all the boarded up buildings and everything that's happening. Yeah. It's not. You should be taking pictures of all that. I mean, I we drove through Union Square and I just want to take pictures of all the retail stores that were all boarded up. The signage is just, it kills me a little bit because everything is like, please do not be around um, groups of four or more. You know, it's just yeah. like all this really... I don't know. It seems very morbid. Well, (laughs) I think a lot of it too, like we were reading the signs also, and a lot of them were like, I think they were from before things got really bad, Mm -hmm. like when businesses were starting to shut down. Because remember, like bars and restaurants like started shutting down like Mm -hmm. a little earlier. And a lot of it was like, have you heard of this thing called coronavirus? Because they probably haven't been back in months, right? Yeah, there wasn't much education. All of a sudden, there was everybody was an expert yeah for sure what's in your room what's happening there's like a bug like a (laughs) fly i can like hear it through the speakers and i'm like where is it (laughs) so we're on a zoom call and all i see is her face cringing and looking like a crazy person (laughs) well it's funny because these these headphones like amplify sound so i probably wouldn't even notice it if i didn't have them on but it's like coming through full effect. It's like in your neighbor's apartment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can hear it. <laughs> what is that buzzing? Yeah. What is that okay. buzzing right now? So week seven, how are you doing? Because you're essentially living with your boyfriend right now. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we've gone through every cycle of a relationship. We had our high in the beginning, you know, with the big L word reveal. And then we had our kind of like we're domesticated and just trying to live life. And then we try to figure out a, a way to have some me time. So we've been taking like one day a week off just so we can mm-hmm. do our own thing. And recently, we've been just having a lot of little things that come up. Mm. You, know, you know, when you live with someone, yeah, the little for sure. things could really bother you. And those things, they pile up. And they <laughs> become, they could explode one day. So this is going to sound so dumb, but I'm, I'm just going to tell you anyway. So our recent fight was every Friday we get boba because to me, that's like the way to celebrate. So I call it boba Fridays. Yeah. And you got to do Friday the little morning, things. <laughs> you got to do the little things. It's celebratory. And every Friday morning I take out my phone and I go on whatever, Uber Eats or whatever, I'm typing boba and I just randomly select a boba place that I can get boba. Well, this week he totally poo-pooed on my parade because he said, when I got my phone out, he was like, can we not do boba today? I'm just like not feeling it. <laughs> and it really killed me. <laughs> you're like, I've been waiting all week for this. <laughs> it, yeah. Like, you don't understand. 
Thursday night to me was already the beginning of Boba Friday. I had already been planning this, and to him it just wasn't a really big deal. But I guess to me, I had to explain that it took a, a week to build up to this, and it's not about the boba really. It's about having a partner to celebrate these little wins with、mm. me, and it really disappointed me that he couldn't be on this ride with me and celebrate. So I had to explain it that way. But when I first said it, because it, it took me a whole day to tell him what was wrong with me. He was like, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" I'm like, "Ah, I can't tell you." Then finally, at dinner, I was like, "I'm mad at you because you didn't celebrate Boba Friday with me." <laughs> But it's, I guess, in a relationship, it always always start with with like this little trigger. But it's something deeper, and I just, I just really love it when my partner celebrates with me, and he understood that. I just、yeah. had to explain it in words. You know what though? It's so interesting because, like that. I mean, that seems like it's still a manageable thing. But you mentioned like living with someone, you see all sides of them, right? Yes. And you were very like, I don't want to live with someone before I get married. Do you remember that? Yes. You.、Uh-huh. I mean, I feel like your opinions in general have really transformed over these last four years. But I remember you saying that really loud and clear. And I personally feel like you kind of have to live with someone before you get married to see it all. I don't know what your well, thoughts are now. Yeah, I think after this whole experiment with us, I think I'm still in that camp. Because、mm. right now, yes, we are living together to some extent, but I still have my own apartment, so I can still go back there. Once yeah, a that's week. true. Fully giving that up, I mean, I just think about all those episodes on Sex and the City of <laughs> Carrie saying she didn't want to give up her apartment, and Big being like, "Why can't you give up your apartment?" I'm still in that camp. Is until I get full commitment, yeah, of, of both、yeah. of us. It's not just him. I am not willing to give up that apartment. I mean,、yet. you have a really nice studio apartment that couldn't. End up being a dateable studio someday, so I think you should keep that thing, regardless <laughs> what happens. Regardless, <laughs> exactly. That is like the best. Yeah, I know. I I think about. Just having your own space absolutely is what's saving us right now. Yeah. So I'm still in that camp, Julie. I don't think I've changed my mind. Got at it.、All. Got <laughs> it. So you're more like, okay, I'm okay doing like extended time together, but I still want to not live with my partner before marriage. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at. Yeah, and maybe that's、yes. like a good middle ground, right?、Mm-hmm. I agree, and I, I mean, even before this happened, I was spending probably most of the week here with him, right? Anyway, and spending two or three days during the week at my place, and it's just a really nice break—not from each other per se,、yeah. but from the relationship. Sometimes you need personal space. <laughs> you just need to work on your own shit, right? Yeah, and I, I really think. Well, speaking of working on your own shit, I do want to thank our sponsor for this episode. BetterHelp is has been just so valuable in having me really capitalize on the me time、mm-hmm. because they've helped me to really improve my mental well being.、Mm. So especially during this time, and as I've said in previous episodes, it's really unpredictable what little emotions can arise, and then all of a sudden they build up, and I have no idea where the root of it is. So speaking with a professional at BetterHelp has really helped me find the root of where my emotions come from. So I'm、right. really grateful. Grateful that they're one of our sponsors, 
I make it a habit to talk to my therapist regularly because sometimes, you know, you just need to talk things out. And so with over 3,000 U.S. licensed professionals across 50 states, you're sure to find that right one for you at a very affordable price. And now for Datable listeners only, you get 10% off your first month with the code Datable. Get started today by going to betterhelp.com slash Datable. Simply fill out a questionnaire to assess your needs and get matched with a suitable counselor. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash Datable and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E for 10% off your first month. Yeah, I mean, you know how much I love BetterHelp. And I I also think like, I'm just thinking about your example with the boba, right? Like if you can't process what's happening for you, you're just going to explode at your partner be like, you fucking don't want boba, right? Like, it's like, (laughs) we can't be together. Right. So I think there's just something that's so important about processing and having that communication. And Mm -hmm. I mean, this time too, it's kind of like make or break it for couples right now. Right. And I think just like having that arm. um, I mean, it's a really good segue to this week's episode where we learned this new dating term zumping, which is Mm. basically getting dumped over Zoom, which, you know, is inevitable during this time. People are getting laid off via Zoom. So I guess like, why would this be any different? Well, I'm excited for this conversation because we bring up so many of these old ways of thinking about relationships and about breaking up and about how you should be breaking up with people. And I think we come to some very mature terms with this term zumping. Yeah. So I think without further ado, let's, what's so exciting about this episode is that we got to the root of zumping. What I mean by this is we interviewed the woman who basically inspired the word zumping. (laughs) So you're hearing it first, this exclusive interview. So let's hear it from Julia. Here's a funny story for you. We have a Facebook group called Love in the Time of Corona. And someone posted, have you heard of this new dating term called zumping? And I had the same reaction as I did when I heard about benching, when I heard about (laughs) ghosting and breadcrumbing and like, I don't know anymore. There's just so many terms, right? Julie is just like, these dating terms keep popping up. The woman who posted it, she's like, zumping is when you're dumped over Zoom. And of course, how fitting is it that people are getting dumped over Zoom during this time of coronavirus? But we went to the root of the person who put it on the map right? And her name is Julia. She's, she is a guest on our show today. But she's also I mean, have you ever created a dating term or been the person to be the root of a dating term? Gotta say this is not what I thought would be the first entry in my Wikipedia page. (laughs) (laughs) This is your big break right now. I gotta be successful later in life so that this isn't what's on my tombstone. (laughs) But, But I will say this, Julia, I am so proud of you because because of this, okay, for a century, now. We've tried to find the root of these words. Where did these terms come from? And we could never find that origin. And with you, I found it. It was on Twitter. <laughs> on April 9th, you tweeted, am I the first person who's been dumped over Zoom? It had 63,000 likes, 1,800 retweets, and 1,000 comments. Well, what I learned after tweeting that is that I am 
absolutely not the first person to have been dumped on Zoom. Mm. Like that's true. People replied to that tweet and so that it happened to them too. Um, DM me. So I may have been the first to tweet it, but I'm certainly not the first person to be zumped. Wow. So your tweet went viral soon after you posted that. Guardian picked it up. They coined the term zumping, and then you wrote an essay about it for BuzzFeed News. <laughs> so oh, it's did. a gift. <laughs> it's a gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? It really is. It really is. <laughs> so who is Julia? Let's learn a little bit more about her, other than the fact that she was zumped, which we shouldn't really laugh about, but it it's really nice to have you here. She is from Los Angeles, originally from Los Angeles, and she recently moved back to LA. She's 26, but she'll be turning 27 next week. And maybe by the time this comes out, you will be 27 already. So <laughs> let's just pretend we're in the future. Welcome to your later 20s, I guess. She is pretty single and has been taking a dating sabbatical. Go figure. So let's just start with your story. You wrote a whole article about it, but tell us about quote unquote Josh. Yes. So quote unquote, Josh was a very nice boy who met um, like end of February. We only went on three dates before quarantine. So I want to make it like super clear. He was not my boyfriend by any stretch of the imagination. He, I just had like a really good feeling about him. Like we had this whole long bit about Stanley Tucci. And then because I watched too many rom-coms, I was like, well, if we get married, Stanley Tucci is going to officiate the wedding. (laughs) And I've been single for like three years broke up with my only serious boyfriend in 2017. And this was the first guy, like, truly in the last three years that I've been like, I could see something yeah, happening with excited him. about him. Yeah, yeah. So, like, even though I was trying very hard not to get ahead of myself <laughs> as much as I could, I, I definitely, like, felt a lot of potential. And then the pandemic hit. Wait, so before mm-hmm. we go into the pandemic, what type of dates did you guys have before? Did you guys get, like, sexual? What happened? Pre-pandemic. <laughs> we- <laughs> <laughs> we definitely had like an instant physical connection. I mean, they were the dates were like out of a rom com kind of dates. Like the first one was like at a wine bar, and then we like made out on Sunset Boulevard in LA, and like in date we saw a movie, and then we like made out a lot in the movie. <laughs> a lot of making um, out, and then in his car, a lot of making out. Um, a third date we did have sex. We supposed to go get dinner after we went to a different wine bar, and then we just Fuck skipped it. dinner because <laughs> we went back to his apartment. Yeah, <laughs> just have sex. <laughs> So there was a physical, yes. there was a definite <laughs> physical attraction here. For sure. Wait, how did you meet again? On a, on Hinge. So, on Hinge, okay. Uh, it was like a very all digital 2020, you know, started and ended on the internet. Um, <laughs> you know, there is that quote, it's like, however things start, they always end that way, or like all the... <laughs> Well, that's yes, a little deep. Yeah. <laughs> so if you start something during the pandemic, will it end during the next pandemic? Who knows? Oh, Who knows? <laughs> Full that circle. That it could last like 100 years or 10 years, not 100 years. There you go. Yes. Yeah, silver lining, Julie. Silver lining. <laughs> yeah, it could last 10 knows, years. So yeah, so we had three like beautiful, like perfect rom-com magic. I would say like a Netflix rom-com date for like picking like, you know, genre of rom-com. <laughs> and then the pandemic happened. So he had to go out of town for a wedding like the first weekend of March. So then we originally had plans to hang out the day after he got back. And that was like, I think the weekend things got really real. Yeah. Like when Tom Hanks got diagnosed. Right. So it changed <laughs> fast. Yeah. It like yeah. really switched up. So originally it was like, well, we'll see each other the day after you got back. And then he decided to drive instead of fly because of Corona. And then so it was like he's supposed to come back on a Tuesday and then he came back on a Friday. And then we were like, well, you've just been traveling. So we should probably self-isolate for two weeks. And then 
then I'll see you on on April 3rd. That was like the two week <laughs> deadline from, from when he got back. Um, and then everyone and, went into quarantine. Basically. Yeah. So it's so funny because so I live with my parents. I just moved back to LA. I'm from here. So I'm, I'm living with my parents while I figure out what I'm doing with my mm-hmm. life, which is another fun layer of this. So I am being like particularly careful about my social life, even before things got really real right. and none of us could leave our house because I was like, well, I'm living with two people in their 60s. They would not be happy. I'm sorry, mom and dad, if you're listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> and if they are, they're super cool. Yeah, I was like, yes, they're yes. obviously already <laughs> subscriber. <laughs> yes, totally. So I was sort of waited, like I didn't want to cancel the date because I liked him so much. But like, I think we both kind of like knew in our gut that like yeah. we weren't going to have like end right. up seeing each other. Yeah. So we had a bunch of Skype dates. Um, I say Skype is like the generic, like Skype is the Kleenex of video conferencing. So we like FaceTimed and we Zoomed, but I like say, right. you know, it's like the <laughs> Skype like video scum- call. Scumped doesn't, Skype. doesn't have the Scum- same scum- ring as Zumped. So <laughs> I feel like Zoom started. is now the Kleenex. <laughs> True. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I tweeted with the Zoom. So it's like this cleaner tweet, cleaner clean copy. Um, yeah, we started on we started on FaceTime and then we like switched over to Zoom because connection was better. Like all of the weird logistics that are involved. You were playing the field with video conferencing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So then like we texting basically every day for two months. That was sort of the time frame okay. of this relationship, if you could even call it that. Um, and then like the last week, I sort of... Wait, sent- before we go into the zump, on these Zoom, FaceTime, whatever it was, like, were you guys like having dates? Was it like... Oh, I know where Julie's going. Um, (laughs) Were you doing a little naughty stuff over video? I actually wasn't going there, but now that you bring it up, now that you bring it up, I mean, I guess tell us about these dates. What was happening on them? There was a little naughty stuff. Um, <laughs> I hope my parents are not listening. Um, and yeah, so usually we watched like one of the things we bonded over early on was like movies. So we watched a lot of we did like Netflix parties where we would like watch a movie together. Usually we'd like talk for like an hour or so and like be drinking wine or eating dinner at the same time. And then uh, we'd watch a movie and then, you know, see where the night took us. So you literally Netflix and chilled. <laughs> Virtually. We did, yes. <laughs> yes. Wait, so would you, okay, I was going PG, but now that we're not PG, I'm going to bring a full circle. So were you using like Zoom and FaceTime to like have virtual sex? Yeah. Like, we, we, yeah, tell we, me more. Yep. <laughs> How? What did you use? What technique? Which filter? Which we were, background? <laughs> well, I definitely did the like, you know, on Zoom, you can like touch up your camera. That's a PSA uh-huh. for anyone out there. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I was definitely doing that. Started out like even before we had our first like date when he was like out of town for this wedding, we like started sexting a little bit and it was like very organic. Like I've sexted, you know, I, I've dipped my toes into the into the waters as it were, but like I'm not a I'm not a pro by any means, but with him it felt like natural and like easy. <laughs> you know, the pandemic's bringing it out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, it started out as like very like sweet actually. Like we were sort of just like recapping the the one night that we'd been able to do it and then kind of just like building on that it was very like mm-hmm. improv like yes anding mm. each other you know mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah it felt like good and 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 like yes we were sexing but it did feel like very like sweet mm. so it was like not to- as raunchy maybe as like <laughs> 
I know you made out a whole bunch before the pandemic hit. Were you able to sleep with each other? Yeah, she said yes. that. Oh, okay. So I totally missed that. Or I just want yeah, to hear yeah, it again. Just, okay. Yeah. So. Don't worry. Just want to repeat it for anyone that yeah, missed yeah. it. Things got hot and heavy. So you saw the penis before quarantine. You like the it. goods. Yeah. So did you feel like things were progressing at this point? Yes. Yeah. Honestly. So that was the weird thing was like, like the first two dates were like fun. And we like talked for a really long time. We talked for like hours. Um, but it wasn't until the third date that we kind of had like a real deep conversation. And that was also the night that we like hooked up. We'd had this like very intimate conversation talking about our past relationships and stuff. And then he went out of town And then we sort of went back to having like more superficial conversations, Mm. kind of about like the news or like, you know, what movies we were watching or whatever. And like my first inkling that like maybe he wasn't feeling it or Mm. like as invested at least as I was, is like I kept trying to like tiptoe back to like that place of like, Mm. let's have a real conversation. I used to work at Morning America and like one of a member of the crew died a couple weeks ago. So I like talked about that and he was like sympathetic, but he like, I could tell you quick that he wasn't really like engaging with me. So Mm -hmm. that was kind of the first one. Oh, I think we're, I think it's going to be hard to have like a realer conversation. Okay. So you, you're feeling like he's pulling back a little, like maybe not going as deep as you wanted. So then what happened? So we had a date scheduled, like a virtual date scheduled for last Friday, like the Friday. I don't remember what they, the day after I tweeted. (laughs) Um, And, and then he texted me like, Hey, are you free to talk later? Oh, um, that's always a bad sign. Yeah, I know. And I I kind of knew the minute he texted that, that he was going to break up with me because I just like had felt it in my bones. And I have previously said in my life that I like being dumped over text just because it's like easy. <laughs> you don't have to face the person. You can compose yourself, you know. So I, I tried really hard to get him to do it over text. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So you're like, oh, can't you just talk? Can't you just tell me what you want to say over text? I I said like, like, is everything okay? (laughs) And he said, yeah, everything's fine. Just want to check in about some things. And then that like really Mm. threw me for a loop because I was like, if everything is okay, why would you? Right. You know, Mm -hmm. I was like frantically like texting my friends like, do we think he's going to dump me? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I love that you're doing that instead of just taking the call. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I know. Well, it was like (laughs) he scheduled. It was like our fire free at 4 p.m. or whatever it was. And this is like it was like two. So I had like a good solid like two hours to like freak out and like mentally prepare and whatever. Right. And then so then we do the call and like the internet in my house is bad. So it's like a bad connection. <laughs> so okay. like I'm, we're both sort of freezing a little bit. And like, <laughs> no. um, you start out with some sort of like small talk, like, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, and I'd also, because I was pretty sure that he was going to dump me, I like made sure to put on makeup for the call. <laughs> of course. Of course. You got to look good going out. You got to remind him. You got to remind <laughs> right. him what he's leaving. Exactly. Right Lasting impression. <laughs> Over Zoom. So, so yeah. yeah. So it started as sort of just like awkward small talk of like, I'm good. How are you? Like, what? Right. Okay. Like, what's up? And then he told me that he, he had just gotten out of, not just, but like a year ago, basically got out of a very long-term relationship. He 
been with this person for seven years and I, which I knew about and kind of the minute he had told he told me about that on the second date mm. so the, the minute I knew about that I sort of was like oh mm-hmm. had it in the back of my head but I still really liked him so I was like well we'll see where this goes and taking it one day at a time right. but I did definitely mm. have like a right like is feeling he ready that- to jump back into something yeah yeah, I get that. I've definitely dealt with people coming out of really long term relationships. And it is definitely that red flag of like, are they going to want to be in a new relationship ASAP? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Where I just was like, well, he seems to be in this. So like, I guess I'll take I'll follow his lead. But I also was like, there's no way he's gonna want to be in a relationship right. now. Right. So it, it all made sense. I have been in relationships that have lasted well past their expiration dates. So I am and that is, you know, the worst. I you both are just like miserable and like hate each other. So I was very relieved that he did the upfront and honest thing and and told me how he was feeling and and ended it sooner rather than later. And then I fired off this tweet. (laughs) (laughs) So what did he say exactly? Was he just like, I'm not ready to be in a relationship? Like what was his language? All men should be in therapy, first of all. That's my number one take. Oh, yeah. He said that he was not done grieving that relationship. Mm. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I think that's something we've been hearing about these lockdowns is these old feelings are coming back. And I Mm -hmm. think a lot of old issues are resurfacing and people have to deal with them. And that makes perfect sense to me that this could be something that he's going through. Totally. There's a lot of time to think right now. Yeah. I've been asked a lot since this went viral. <laughs> what a weird, what a weird world. Like if I think that it was Corona related or if it was like all because of his his ex. And I keep saying if we had been able to like continue to go out on new dates and like have new shared experiences together, I think it probably was on some level inevitable. If he felt this way, he probably was right. going to be feeling this way. Mm-hmm. But also we maybe would like be in a different spot. It's so hard to predict that though. You've gone on what? three dates with someone you know them a little but you really don't know what they're dealing with especially with like personal stuff so I guess it's like hard to just even know because it could have totally just been that regardless of the situation he just seeing someone new triggered old feelings yeah and you know what's tricky is the three date thing I totally feel you on it I feel like when I am on a third date with someone that's when I start thinking about the future and what if and there's so much potential but it's also a really fragile period that's either that's like you either go move forward with your relationship or it's not going to go anywhere and so you guys were right at the cusp of that and that's because of the pandemic you couldn't really carry your or or at least he wasn't in that space to carry it forward over virtual messaging i think it's also hard to carry something virtually when there's not that history I mean, we've definitely been hearing from people that like the first kind of couple weeks of quarantine, everyone was all about the virtual dates. Like it like died down a bit because there was this reality, like, I don't know when I'm going to see you ever, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to keep things going virtually where I think if you had that history before, it's a lot easier to keep it going virtually. Right. Right. Like it was the long distance relationship, but like we didn't have a relationship. There was no foundation there. Right. yeah, it was it we were sort of just treading water. So, okay, mm. so when we heard this, I think the initial reaction was like, oh, another shit term for dating, zumping. But when <laughs> I hear this story, I actually feel like 
it was nice of him to do this. I mean, so many times people just either ghost or they send a text. Like getting like the balls to go face to face is actually like really noble. And I think he did it well, I guess. Like what other alternatives are there during this time? You know? Julie, you wrote this in your article, too. You said normally you would have some sort of like fuck him party with your friends and mm-hmm. and talk <laughs> shit. But this time you said, I can't do that because this time it was actually really compassionate and yeah. nice of him to do it this way. Yeah, I really have like nothing but nice things to say about him. I think he did something that is very hard. Like, look, I've chickened out trying to break up with somebody before. And I think it's hard. I think it's hard to look somebody in the eye and tell them exactly how you're feeling like in the best of circumstances. And so I think he definitely, like, he did the right thing, I think. I wrote a follow-up essay for Metro UK where I said, if you want to break up with somebody, like, do not let a pandemic stop you. Like, Mm. so much worse to be in a relationship with somebody and to feel like you are emotionally supporting them and giving all of this energy to somebody and not get it in return. Mm. People keep asking me, like, would you rather have been dumped during the pandemic or after? And I keep just, like, rip that Band-Aid off. Yeah. That is so true. Because, I mean, even though you weren't seeing him, if you were talking every day, and like having these like Zoom dates or Skype dates, whatever it may be all (laughs) the time and like really carving out this energy for him, then I think it would have just made it so much worse when he ended it afterwards. Right. I think I just would have been really resentful. I I think I would have just been like, you talked to me for two months or however long this is going to last and you knew you didn't want to date me. I think he did the right thing. Let's hold that thought for a second. We'll get right back to it. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Vaya has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time with without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use Use a code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's viahemp.com and use a code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. 
and feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But back to your original comment of hoping that he would have just dumped you over text. In hindsight, would you still have preferred that? No, I think I would have probably been angry if he's a decent enough guy that I think if he could have done it in person, he would have. Mm -hmm. Um, And this was as close as he could have gotten. Right. I mean, what's the alternative? He's not going to like come to your doorstep and stay six (laughs) feet away. Like that's like... Or he could have. (laughs) For your parents to hear. I feel like something's still better than that. He's like got a boom box outside your window. (laughs) I have a message for you. I have a message, Julia. You're like, is he proposing? No. Like, no, he doesn't want to see me anymore. Like, fuck you. I feel like zumping, though, has such, like, a negative connotation, even though what we're saying is it's actually better. Like, there's something about the word that just sounds bad, right? It's it's the dumping part. It's a horrible word. Nobody wants to be dumped. I mean, how else would you call this? Like, separate separate ways? I don't know. Is that better? Is that better? Conscious? You know, conscious yeah, yeah, the separation of sorts. But well, I, the worst is zumping sounds like humping over Zoom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it could have Which so many. Actually, that's right. interesting. That could be like a new sex, uh, virtual sex term too. Oh wow! Yeah, zumping over Zoom. That would be quite the visual. <laughs> like, what, what are you humping? Like, especially with you, Julia. Your parents come in yeah. the room. They're like, "Honey, what are you doing?" Oh my god, just, just doing some zumping. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the thing about this this whole experience, which is just like the 2020 of it all. So we hang up the call and the, the internet in my house was so bad. He said the like big bulk of what he wanted to say, but then we sort of were having like, well, okay. Um, like that kind of stuff was happening um, <laughs> as the internet was, was dying and we were breaking up and literally breaking up. So then he like texts me a giant paragraph the minute after the call oh. and sort of like summarizing all of it. It was very nice. Oh. And then like literally I call my sister, I FaceTime my sister and like start sobbing on FaceTime to my sister. And then I fire off this tweet and it kind of starts to go viral immediately. Oh my so God. So my parents are both very online and they both follow me on Twitter. So my mom like knocks on the door and is like, hey, honey, like, <laughs> is it true that you got dumped? Oh. <laughs> I what? love that she found out via Twitter when you live in the same roof. <laughs> I know. Oh, it's like such as it was the whole thing was so surreal. So that's also, how things go <laughs> that's how things go viral. You're just describing it now. I mean that's how I pictured it and that's how they do it in the movies when things go viral. But no, that that's really how things go viral. <laughs> Yeah, it was so it happened very fast, like took off immediately. So oh my God. I sort of did it not really processing all of it. Like it was interesting because it's now been a little bit over a week. I was just very busy the week after it happened. I wrote this essay and then I was spending like interviews and stuff. And then like this week, it's sort of slowed down and I've been able to more sort of just like process how I feel about everything, um, which has been good. Talk to my therapist about it. Great. It was so, the whole thing was just very surreal. Like my dad was, my dad is like my publicist. He was sending me like my press clippings of like, they're talking about something in like a Indonesian website. And I was like, God, he has like alert, Google alert set up for like something. Does quote unquote Josh know about this? 
Uh, yes, he does, and he is not real pleased about it. Oh. No, is he not? Really? No. Has yeah, he expressed that out, to you? Yeah, so basically I texted him uh, a couple days, maybe like the day my essay came out, and I maybe underplayed how viral it was, both because I hadn't <laughs> – I was debating whether I even like needed to text him or not. Like that's always – like yeah. people kept saying like, no, you don't need to. Like he's the one who ended it. Like don't text him. Um, But it seems to be getting enough attention that I mm. felt like I should. Yeah. yeah, and, and it's so like I, under your yeah. name too. Yeah, yeah, right, you can't right. hide it. Yeah, I just kind of, I kind of underplayed it, and I was like, "Hi, so like this thing kind of took off, and like it's going a little viral." <laughs> um, and then <laughs> I wasn't sure if he'd seen it or not because he's not on Twitter, mm. um, but he had. Oh, and he basically said he sent me like a giant paragraph saying that he was like uh, bummed out and uncomfortable that like details of his personal life were uh, oh, on the internet. No. So I felt really horrible. But I mean, it's not like you're revealing that much. Like you're just saying that he got, that he zumped you. Yeah. I mean, it's been an interesting, I feel like this has made me want to write like an Emily Post like a modern day Emily post about like what are the yeah. what is the etiquette of because it's like I've revisited and reread and re-listened to the stuff that I've said and I think I was by and large like very respectful and I've been pretty careful to just like tell my own story and not you know as much as possible put words in his mouth right. um, or, mm-hmm. or talk about his life and it is my story and I, I do feel like I have the right to tell it I don't know what are the what are the ethics about right. what is the it's a very strange situation to be in. Because um, it still yeah. involves him. There's no, like, getting around that. Right. Well, it is. I was saying to one of my friends that it remi- it makes me have a, a lot of sympathy, understanding for the song, You're So Vain. <laughs> because <laughs> mm. it is about him, but it's, like, really not about him. Right. <laughs> so right. I feel, I really do feel horrible that I've heard him, especially because he was so upfront and honest with me and right. kind. And if I saw him, if I ran into him and if he'd wanted, he doesn't want to hear from me anymore, which fair. I like wanted to send him a very long paragraph. And I think if I could go back and do it, I probably would have been maybe just a little bit more thoughtful and I probably would have told him earlier. But by and large, I stand by everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely a mixed bag because it's not like everyone knows who he is, right? Like no, no one yeah. really, he's pretty anonymous still. Like maybe like you're like, yeah. I mean, after like three dates, like probably your close friends didn't even meet him. Maybe they've seen like no. his name and photo, but that's probably about it. Yeah. I, I mean, none of my, fr- we did not meet each other's friends. I think he was concerned that if you already knew him, you would mm-hmm. know that it was him, which mm-hmm. is a very fair, valid criticism. And I probably Probably should have like changed a detail here or there, but yeah. I also think that maybe that's just because he. I don't know. I, I've gone yeah. back and forth on this so many well, times. <laughs> I think he's he's definitely going through something definitely. himself. So uh, we sure. don't know where his journey is, but. Your original tweet does seem like it's negative, right? Nobody wants to be dumped. So by mm. using the word dumped, but your essay is paints him in a really positive light. And even in your comments, the thousand comments that you got on Twitter, you defend him quite a bit. So right. I think you, you're you doing all you can. You've done your part. So Right. So we yeah. had this debate on our Facebook group. And I think we've kind of said it here, but I'd love people's thoughts of, is it better to be zumped? When you've, mm-hmm. let's say you've only gone out three times and you've had some, like the type of relationship you describe, not like a full on relationship, but enough there that you're excited about the person. Would you rather be zumped or ghosted? Ooh, I'm going to say zumped. I hate getting mm-hmm. ghosted. Mm-hmm. It's the, Especially because we were talking every day. I think I would have felt like, is he dead? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 
That's what yeah. we said in the thing where, like, especially during times like this, like, you know people mm-hmm. aren't doing anything, right? They're not going anywhere. So if they right. don't reply to you, like, you could really be thinking worst case scenario, like, about them right. or their family. And it's like, I do not want, first of all, I wouldn't wish that on anyone, but I would not want to have that mental bandwidth in, like, thinking about that for someone that was literally ghosting me. Right. I remember right. like I I said this to somebody like as I sort of started to feel him pulling away that I was like, I miss being able to come up with excuses for what a boy was out doing <laughs> instead of texting me back. <laughs> exactly. Because in the real world, when we're out of lockdown, you're thinking, oh yeah, he's probably out his, with his friends. He's on right, a work he's trip. At work. He, yeah. He's right. super busy. Yeah. He's finishing up his MBA. Whatever. Now you're just like, no, he's literally jerking off in the bathroom. <laughs> yep. He has plenty of time to write back to me but no he'd rather watch netflix i don't know though because i feel like just playing devil's advocate i agree that no one's doing anything but i do think this is like a very difficult time for people like especially people that have lost their jobs or like have someone in their family that is ill or something like there are some other factors going on that might make someone not super receptive right now so yes they're not physically anywhere but i don't think it's like necessarily like everyone's twiddling their thumbs ready to go either no that's true absolutely we also have to have empathy and compassion for people and what they're going through but everybody deserves a text back oh, or yeah. a phone call back absolutely that's just yeah. basic basic human you know behavior that we should abide by so I, I still think there's no excuse for ghosting right no I mean I think it depends like sometimes people think they're ghosted though before they're actually ghosted Oh, you know, like, I mean, if time has really gone by, then yeah, you've been ghosted. But like a lot of times, like people will read into small text messages and think something that could have happened that might not have. So by no means, if like you've been texting someone for a week and they're not replying that you should be giving them the benefit of the doubt. (laughs) I'm definitely not saying that. But I just I guess my point is that there is stuff going on for people. For sure. I feel like when this first started, everybody was like, there's so much time. Everybody has so much time. And now it's like, I'm actually very busy (laughs) like super busy (laughs) exactly we're the same and also it could be a lot worse again i'm reading through all the comments that you're getting on twitter and i'm just skimming through them but i know people were oh my gosh this one this person said my ex asked for a divorce through facebook message when facebook was still new i know that one made Uh, me gasp and that was wait that was when facebook was still new it said yeah. So that means it wasn't during the quarantine. That was no, like, <laughs> no, there was no excuse for this. And then this one, this is has nothing to do with dating, but this person was laid off over PowerPoint. The p- company gave a PowerPoint presentation during a staff meeting, basically outlining the new org chart and whoever oh. was not on the org chart was asked to leave. Oh my you know, God. The stories people told me were like, and not even just the, the replies on, on the tweet, but in my DMs, I kept being like, people kept reaching out and, and wanting to be like, I hope you're okay. And I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm basically fine. Like, yeah, I'm a little sad and it sucks, but like, I'm, I'm fine. And then they'd be like, I'm going to do the same thing. And then they tell me this like horrible story. Yeah, so, like, I'm, I know I'm certainly not alone. Like, yeah. I will say, the, my like big takeaway, I think, from this experience I had so many people DMing me and reaching out um, and telling me their stories. I think one of the weirdest and hardest things about quarantine is that it is 
very hard to feel like your feelings about like a dumb boy are valid mm-hmm. or girl or, or whoever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's big stuff going on. Right, right. Because yeah. there's like things are so scary for so many people. People are losing their jobs. People are losing loved ones. And I feel like the reason that my tweet took off is just because it's like, well, this stuff's happening too. And, yeah. And mm-hmm. it still matters and it's still, you're right. still allowed to feel all of the feelings that you want to feel about it. That's still your yeah. truth. That is a yes. great point because it's like that stuff would have bothered you before this. It's not going to just magically disappear because there's worse stuff now. And in a lot of ways, I feel like, at least for me, it's like there's a framework for being upset about a breakup, whereas there isn't a framework. Like, I don't have like a, I don't know what it's like to go through a pandemic. I've never gone through a pandemic before. Right. <laughs> and so in a lot of ways, it's sort of like easier to obsess or be heartbroken because it's like, I know what that feels like. I have a, I have a roadmap for getting over that. Whereas like, I don't know what the roadmap is like for the big life. We don't know what's happening with the world. So I think just letting people know that it's okay to care about this stuff too is important. Mm -hmm, So before mm -hmm. we go into more takeaways, I have two just like burning thoughts that I would love both of your thoughts (laughs) on. I guess the first one is, do you think like if you were in like a serious relationship, like let's say you've been dating for six months to like a year, like it's not like you're living together, but you're in like established relationship right but for Mm -hmm. whatever reason in the quarantine you were not together do you think zumping would be worse in that case or do you think it would Mm. be the same as your like three date plus a little more time um uh, I still Mm. stand by my like if you want to break up with somebody just do it like I said I've been in relationships that have lasted well past when they should have and I think even though it sucks they're always gonna suck breakups are always gonna suck for everybody involved no matter what yeah, I mean, that's a tough one. I think if you're not quarantining with the person, you owe it to them to let them grieve sooner rather than later, I guess. Yeah, rip that Band-Aid. This is the same conundrum people in long-distance relationships have. Right. I had a friend who was dating someone in Colorado, and she lived in LA, and she thought, well, I really, I think we should break up, but should I tell him in person? Like, should I fly? Right. So you tell them in person and then just turn back and come back or do I do it over the phone? So I think zumping is basically like breaking up with someone over the phone as well. I I think it's like you said, Julia, if the feelings are no longer there or the relationship is no longer working, you shouldn't have you shouldn't let technology stop. you. Yeah. I think those doing it over video is probably still better than phone. Like you can actually see someone face to face. So I think that might be even a better bet. I'm just wondering, like, I'm just thinking, I guess it depends on the situation. But if you were in person in the same city, would it be better to, like, meet at a park six feet away and deliver the news? Or would it be Ugh. better to do it through Zoom? <laughs> oh. I'm going to say no. I'm going to I'm gonna go with something. I, I, oh, God. I'm remembering one time I was dating this guy. I knew I didn't want to be dating him anymore. But it, <laughs> it was because we'd been dating for, like, a couple of months. And like seriously date, not like serious, but he was my boyfriend. I knew that I was ready for a relationship, more serious relationship, but not with him. Mm. And we like went out to dinner and I was like, I'm going to be, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be upfront. I'm going to, I'm going to break up. It was the first time I'd ever broken up with someone else, um, which now I've done it several times, but that was my young <laughs> life. And I was like, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be upfront. Um, we're going to go out to dinner and I'm going to say, I just don't see a future with you. 
the whole time I kept being like, okay, well, at what point do I do this? Do I do it when they're getting the check? Do I do it when we're ordering drinks? Like, right. <laughs> it's like the most uncomfortable right. meal because right. you're like waiting the whole time. Yeah. Totally. So like he's making small talk about like, how was your day? Like, what did you do at work? And I'm like, oh, you know. <laughs> so I did it like as we were getting the check and, and what I meant to say was I do want a relationship but I don't think I see one with you and then what came out of my mouth was I'm not ready for a relationship right um Mm. which is like literally the opposite of what I meant and like he got the memo but it was sort of a like a bad amputation you know where like Mm -hmm. (laughs) like doesn't come all the way off and it was sort of just like Neither of us, like, left that dinner, like, exactly knowing if it was over or not. And then, like, it was just, like, ugh. So I think there is <laughs> the, – the reason I bring that story up is because I think that there is – when you do it over Zoom, and especially if you send that, like, hey, are you free to talk later text. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the dreaded. Yeah. Yeah. And it, like, allows somebody that, like, ability to to prepare, to kind of compose themselves right. and, and have some dignity, but you also get the like, and it's short. It's like, we know why we're here. It's 10, 15 minutes, whatever. So here's my problem then. This is my problem with zumping. I finally figured it out. It's not the Zoom part. It's the <laughs> dumping part. I think we need to stop, du- like dumping someone just seems really juvenile yeah. at this point because it means this person made up a decision without you involved. Yeah. And they're coming to you and saying, this is what's going to happen. Zumping shouldn't happen as often with relationships or people in long-term relationships. These are conversations. Maybe you're hashing out some issues over Zoom. And if those issues don't uh, don't get resolved, then you decide to part ways. But to dump someone over Zoom is it's just really harsh. I think that's what it is. That's a part I can't I can't deal with. I love that. I think that is what it is that makes it mm-hmm. like a shitty dating term. And I think it amplifies if it is like a more established relationship and I think like the terminology of like we're ending the relationship versus I'm dumping you like that makes it feel like you did something wrong that you're getting dumped versus Mm -hmm. like this relationship's not working mutually we're just gonna end it yeah well to be clear I am the one who put the dumping (laughs) label yes I exactly (laughs) no I think that's why that's why that's probably why people are putting this negative connotation on it because they see the dumping it's not the over zoom part but I right. do think your situation is a little more in that like stereotypical dumping realm because just the yeah. lack of history that you guys had. And I think to the question earlier, like is zumping sh- worse if you've been in a more s- established relationship? Maybe the answer is yes, because it shouldn't just be out of the blue. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay, then my last burning question is, <laughs> do we think that zumping will continue as a trend post-quarantine? Ooh, it's a hard one. I think, yeah, I think well, just because like video conferencing is going to become more normal in general, like I feel like we're all going to keep FaceTiming people instead of calling them if we want to talk, you know? So yeah, but probably more if you're like already doing a long distance relationship with someone. I can't imagine if you had the option to see somebody in person. Either it's short term enough that you can do it over text or the next rung up is in person. But I guess playing devil's advocate to that is you just said like, I would rather what he did was (laughs) do it through video than text. I think it might actually persist. Like I think if you're in a long, like in an established relationship enough, Mm -hmm. like we said, I don't think that should be where it goes, especially if you can meet up in person. But I think Mm -hmm. for these like weird interim ones when it's not a real relationship 
but so it feels weird to like break up. I think yeah. doing it over Zoom actually is a better option than sending that text. Yeah, I yeah, I buy that. All right, you've convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I'm not convinced about the Zoom part now because Zoom seems so formal. You have to have a link, you <laughs> schedule it. I mean, it's true. Like, you can't set up a <laughs> meeting. <laughs> Like, that's just so formal to me to talk to someone about what they're going to have for dinner. Maybe FaceTime dumping will be more prevalent. Thumping. Thumping. (laughs) (laughs) A friend of ours, UA, I haven't even told you about this yet, but a friend of ours hit me up today that he's working on a video site that's basically trying to make it a lot more casual than Zoom because Zoom Mm. does feel so formal that you can literally Mm. just send a link and you don't have to like schedule meetings and do all this stuff. So I think during this quarantine, more and more video platforms are starting to pick up like house parties becoming really big. Mm -hmm. Other ones. So maybe it's not Zoom. There's the FaceTime call or this whatever other platforms emerge in this time. Yeah, something more spontaneous. Yeah. Yeah, I I can see that happening. I can definitely because people are getting used to this new normal. I agree with you though. Like setting Mm -hmm. up a meeting to dump someone (laughs) is like a pretty (laughs) big ordeal. Weird. Going to the wrong meeting and you're like, Yeah, like you did today. (laughs) (laughs) Or like your connection issues. Like there's so many things that could go wrong. And then you have some wacko virtual background like I have today. You like can't take the other person serious. Well, also, just at house party, you could actually crash people's house parties. Can you imagine if someone was breaking up? Oh my god, I know that. Oh my someone god. Someone else comes no. in. <laughs> wow, that would be crazy. They're like, uh, should I leave? I mean, it's kind of like when you're at a restaurant and you're having a serious conversation, yeah. the waiter comes over and is like, can I get you anything else? You're like, go away. <laughs> okay, so what do we learn from all this? I think we should create a video conferencing app just for dumping. That's <laughs> what you know if someone invites you and texts you that link. You're like, damn, I guess I should prepare myself. Yeah. Here's my main takeaway. And this really comes from, Julia, your article, the very last thing you say, which I thought was so brilliant. You said, um, in a world where nothing is certain, heartbreak finds a way. And I think that's beautiful. And what I learned from that and what I'm gauging from this conversation is while we're in this pandemic, it doesn't mean that life stops. And that means the good and the bad. And we shouldn't pause our feelings and our progression because we're on lockdown. And having kind of this heartbreak come in is a little bit refreshing to remind you that life is still normal Mm -hmm. and that you are still having these pre-pandemic feelings. That's lovely to know. And that's okay also. That is such a good takeaway. And I think like Julia, you said it really well too. Just because of the pandemic doesn't mean you should be prolonging relationships that aren't working. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. it's important Mm -hmm. to think like, am I ending this because of the pandemic or am I ending this because of whatever else is going on in my life? And I definitely Mm -hmm. think in your situation, like he probably was ending it because of his own stuff that was probably nothing to do with the pandemic. So I Mm -hmm. think like if that really is the case, like don't drag someone through here, especially like we hear Mm -hmm. so many people that are like, well, I would just want a pandemic buddy and like someone to text with and call. You got to think about them too. Like if you're keeping someone on the hook because of your own loneliness, like that is really also not fair. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Definitely. Yeah, I think, I mean, like, I, I think I said my thing that I've taken away, which is just that, like, it's okay to feel things that aren't about death and destruction. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyday life still happens. We're still going to be, like, upset about jobs that we didn't get or, or you know, people that don't respond to our texts right away or boys or girls or whoever that don't, um, you know, love us back. Right. <laughs> and that's real, like, not that I was in love with him, but, like, you know what I'm yeah. saying. Like, it sucks. Yeah. I mean, I think the other takeaway I have is like, yeah, Zumping has like a bad rep because of the dumping part, but there's something very decent about what he did. And I think mm -hmm. like, regardless of your situation, like I think a lot of people might actually blame it and like just send that text because they're like, well, I couldn't see this person, right? So I can just send a text. Right. I actually like applaud him for being creative. Of totally. Yeah. That he could kind of ease that break and like make it a clean break. So I think like instead of being like, oh, that's shitty that he's zumped you or whatever like let's think about like the alternatives and there really aren't mm -hmm. many better ones right now yeah I really feel like what he did was like the best possible scenario and it like selfishly I, I think I wrote this in my piece that like I it would have been really nice to be able to be like this guy sucks like he can you believe it <laughs> yeah because there's like it, you can take some comfort yeah. in that kind of yeah. like anger I do feel like I was robbed of that like anger that like fun <laughs> period where you get to be like oh better terrible yeah right but like truly he did he did something very kind i actually think sometimes it makes it harder to get over someone when they are really nice about it mm -hmm. like if they're an asshole you're just like <laughs> fuck that person you know i know because then you can get over yeah. them a little bit more exactly I, this also shows because this is what we've been hearing from a lot of our listeners too is everyone seems to be revisiting the old and Ooh, at yeah. the beginning of the lockdowns everyone had these really ambitious and lofty goals of learning new things yeah. and meeting new people. Like everyone's like, I'm going to learn Spanish and I'm going to meet like five different people every night. But now that we're in it for a few weeks now, everyone's kind of like rehashing what they've experienced in the past. Mm -hmm. So if you're experiencing this right now, you are not alone. Everyone's kind of resurfacing some of the old lovers or old issues. And that just let that come up. This is a time to figure that out. So once we're out of lockdowns, you can move forward. Yeah. And we've also talked about just the benefits of self-reflection during this time. Like this is giving people a lot of time to think to his defense. Like maybe it's actually better that he had that reflection than stringing you along for another three months and then realizing exactly. that. Yeah. I mean, that's where I've landed on it. Yeah, I think the last takeaway I have is like ending this language of dumped. I think you said that so mm -hmm. dead on, UA. It's like the relationship ended. It has nothing to do with like one person having the power over the other or one person doing wrong. It didn't work out because you weren't in the right place at that time with each other mm -hmm. or it wasn't mm -hmm. the right fit mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Yeah, I like that. I'm sorry I perpetuated the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you don't... <laughs> But, but you know, you are the prime example of why we need more dating terms, Yeah. right? Because you have yes. limited terms to use. You're like, well, mm -hmm. this describes what I went through. Maybe we can invent some new terms. I Since we have you on the line, I might as well just share with you some of the dating terms that we've made up over the years. Ooh, yes, please. <laughs> but here's one you can you can use, Julia. You feel free to do it. Okay, great. A fluffer. I know what I think. Yeah, I what do you what think fluffer. it is? Let's hear your guess first. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, what would 
to you well, yes, I know, in a dating I know the technical <laughs> the technical definition what's what's your definition <laughs> so we define it as the unfortunate person who prepares people for actual relationships but doesn't end up in a relationship him or herself oh boy yeah <laughs> I've, I've been that person <laughs> what about uber radius we made this one up too i'm really proud of this one is that like if you're dating somebody who's in your like the radius of what's a cheap Uber. Yes. Yeah, pretty yes. much. <laughs> like in your vicinity. Yeah. Oh my God, no. Well, I used to live in New York and like I, we would, jo- I had a friend who lived in Brooklyn and she was dating somebody who lived in Harlem and we were like, that's a long distance relationship. <laughs> you're like, not going to work out. You're going to get yeah. zumped. <laughs> that's actually a good use case for continuing yeah. Zoom dumping. <laughs> that's very true. Very true. One more for you. A tater tot. Ooh, what what is that? I have no idea. A young piece of ass who's not good for you, but you crave. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. All of the breakfast potatoes I normally get were sold out, so I got tater tots, and I think there about that go. term every time. I <laughs> there you go. There you go. Just you can just credit us. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cruel. Well, let's wrap up this conversation. Let's hope that nobody gets zumped in, in the near future. And, you know, let's just hope we all continue to express compassion and empathy for each other. We're in this together. We're not in it alone. When your feelings come up, let yourself feel those feelings because those are real and those are your honest feelings. And that is A-OK. Or if you do get zumped, maybe it doesn't have to be a negative thing as we found out. Like if this term does, like you said, hopefully no one does. But I think some of our conversation has been if things have run their course, maybe it's actually better. So it's, again, just the mindset that you have towards it. Yep, exactly. And if you want to read Julia's articles, you can just search for Julia Zumped. (laughs) (laughs) That's your SEO. That's me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, or just look up the Guardian article. There's lots of links to yours as well. But and we'll also put it in our show notes. It's a beautiful article you wrote, and I I can't wait for the follow up. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. So we'll wrap this up. Stay Stay Datable. The Datable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Datable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag Stay Datable and trust us, we look at all those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable.